Hello everybody, welcome into the big house. It is a cold, windy Saturday night. Ohio State just stayed undefeated, won again in the rivalry against Michigan, 56 to 27. Uh, if the wind picks up the audio here and ruins the rapid reaction by Byers Auto, we're gonna try our best uh, to make it sound good for you. Just like we didn't have control over the audio in the post-game press conference where Michigan uh, continues to uh, not know how to run anything with a football program. Um, Maybe that's too harsh since they probably, actually they, probably too they harsh. delivered some shots to Ohio State berm, not nearly enough. Um, Ohio State just outclassed Michigan in really every way. It's one of those things where you, you go into halftime, it's 28 to 16, and you're thinking to yourself, that's the best half of football Michigan could possibly play. Yeah. They 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 have the, the bad turnover, then they get the, the false start on the punt. Or the offsides, offsides on the punt, the punt yeah. and it changes the entire game, and that's as good as they can possibly play against this Ohio State team. And I think that it's just shocking. And I know all week long I've been, you know, Nelly negative. But Have you? I I never thought Ohio State was going to lose this game. So let me be clear. I did think <laughs> that eventually the tide in this series has to start to turn. But maybe it but doesn't. Why would it? Maybe it doesn't. They're because, not recruiting at that level yeah. to borrow. You know, you're the director of recruiting at Letterman Row. You know the people that are on this field. Yep. You know that Jim Harbaugh has no track record of winning big games or rivalry games, especially not against Ohio State. You know that uh, Ryan Day has the offensive number of Don Brown, which the last two years, my God, he has absolutely points. put on a clinic against somebody that's considered one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. To come in here today in this windy weather, in this chilly weather, with people saying, oh, Michigan's got this great defense and they've got all the momentum. What they did today, I think, is almost as opening or more eye-opening than what happened a year ago in Columbus. I agree. I think this is more shocking uh, than a year ago, and I, I don't know why. I mean, I know that Michigan, the revenge tour and all that stuff, you thought maybe that was going to be their thing last year, but they're... They weren't going to beat Urban Meyer at home in that situation. Urban knew he was yeah. wrapping up his career. That was not going to happen. Right. This is a referendum on Michigan football today. And, and we talked about it on the way into the stadium this morning. If, if Urban Meyer would have been the coach here at Ohio State today and the Buckeyes would have found a way to lose, it wouldn't have felt like that big a deal. But for Ryan Day to come into this stadium in his first game against Michigan and to put on a show like this, and you could see it. Harbaugh in the second half was just just melancholy because there was nothing he could do. The Buckeyes came out, with, took the ball in the second half. I don't know why Michigan took the ball to start the game. They marched out right down and scored, <laughs> so I guess that's good. But the, when the second half starts and the Buckeyes were right, right down the field and score, you could just hear this place just deflate. And uh, it, it's really it's shocking, and, and you did mention it. Th these are two rosters that are – different and you see what Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, those teams are different teams than everyone else in the country and on a day like today when Michigan's getting nine yards of play they still lose by 30 freaking points at home. <laughs> well and as you said I mean, that margin is not shrinking. Ohio State is far and away the best recruiting class of the Big Ten for 2020. It is already putting together. I'm stealing your thunder here. Yeah, this is your, okay. This is your Take topic. Take it away, Austin. It's far and away the best class in 2021. They're not slowing down, and maybe this is a topic for another for some show in Michigan. But at some point, they, there has to be some recognition that Jim Harbaugh is not going to get it done. He's not turning the tide. He's not winning recruiting battles, and he's certainly not winning the game. So if we look at this one in particular, we'll let everybody else debate Jim Harbaugh's future. Uh, Ryan Day already has more wins in the rivalry than Harbaugh. Uh, and he got it today because Justin Fields was a superhero coming out of the tent after another injury scare. J.K. Dobbins was a ball of fire 
two, over 200 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, an early catch that was huge, 28-yarder with one of the best jukes that you're ever going to see, not in a video game. And, and Chase Young, even if you don't see him in the stat sheet, uh, Michigan needed two or three people to yeah. slow him down. I, at this point, I, I've kind of become a running joke where I, I talk about a Heisman candidate every single week, but they have three legitimate ones here, and they all contributed yeah. in some form or fashion to another big win. Chase didn't show up much in the stat column today, but I'm telling you in the second half, Shea Patterson, that internal clock was sped up because the Buckeyes got a little bit bigger of a lead. There was this ability to kind of turn the dogs loose, and, and you saw it start to, to yeah. hit, hit home. Chase and Jonathan Cooper sandwiched Shea Patterson on, a, on, a, on an incompletion where you could just kind of see that the, the, it, the rattle had officially started rattling. And uh, <laughs> what, what, you, what you're talking about, Justin Fields, is a player that Ryan Day basically wrote him a love letter in postgame. I mean, it, it's the toughest he's ever seen a quarterback the best throw he's ever seen when, when Justin comes back on the field and delivers an unbelievable throw to Garrett Wilson in the corner here. Who is unbelievable? What is that kid is maddening. You have all the talent in the world with this kid, and he makes play after play, and then he fumbles another punt. And it, you're like, ah! It really changed the game because it was similar to, like, again, it was two weeks ago, it was Rutgers, but they could have won that game 100 to nothing yeah. if, if they don't have to drop punt. And then today was the same thing. They let Michigan right back in after Jeff Halfley and Greg Madison had made adjustments to absolutely shut down Michigan. It was 42 to 16. The Buckeyes get the ball back. And I'm telling you at that moment, if they go down and score, Justin Fields is not playing in the fourth quarter of the Michigan game. No. And he was gonna sit the rest of the game and the Michigan scores 10, 11 straight points. All of a sudden it changes. And then of course they, they get stuffed on the fourth and one, which ultimately ended their attempt at a comeback. But yeah. you know, what you see out of Fields and Dobbins today was two dudes that were just not going to stop and I, I thought that JK ran as hard as I've ever seen him run um, just it's the culture right now at Ohio State is so good these guys come out here and give everything they have Austin Mack on his touchdown that really was the the, Death the, the icing on the cake I mean, he got rocked at the goal line, but he didn't even fall down. Nope. And he, it just bounced right off him. These guys are just playing out of their minds, and it means a lot to them. And I think it's great you see Jonathan Cooper, who made the decision that this was the game he had to play. You know, and there's a national championship potentially on the line yeah. for this team. And he decided that this game meant more to him than playing in, in a national championship game were they to get there. And that's I think that's all you got to know. That surprised me a little bit. I mean, I know that you have told me since we first met that every time I talk about the last eight years and the rivalry and that Ohio State's just going to cruise, you always tell me that it's different for someone who's been around it for 40 years, and I, I get that. And Cooper is the embodiment of that, I guess, because well, he kid. absolutely is because he's a Columbus kid, a captain for this team. And last week was for an East Division title. Next week is for a conference title. A national championship is well within reach of this team. And he said no, this was the one he wanted. He made a big sack. Uh, it's it's unfortunate for him now that you, you could see that he was still hurting, especially yeah. in the post game. He, it was hard for him just to get down the steps after the, off the podium. So he poured it all out for him. You give him a, a lot of credit, and you feel a little bittersweet because that'll be the end uh, of his season. It wasn't hard for him to jump into the crowd after the game was <laughs> over. So I don't know if he if he re-injured the ankle jumping well, in and celebrating with the fans. But you know what what you see with Coop with all those guys, and this is a game that Michigan did a really good job of of kind of uh, eliminating Ohio State's defensive line from being a, a game changer. Michigan right. ran the ball fairly well with yeah. Hassan Haskins, especially in the second half when the game was sort of, when the Buckeyes were expecting them to throw all the time, I think. But 
for Coop, for Devon Hamilton to get in there and make a big sack. You know, then they, they come up again. I'm going to go back to that fourth and one. That fourth and one play is just sort of that play to me is an embodiment of everything that is within this rivalry in the last eight years. You're just this close, Michigan, to being there, but you're really not because you. How get, does it go? Because you get stopped. You got stopped. You have fourth and one. But then you you end up losing three yards on the play, and I, it's just. I think there's a coach who's got a meme to tell you about the margin that's getting wider there. The spot was good on that play as well, uh, and it was not good for Michigan. But, but look at this. Okay, if there was something today for Ohio State on the rapid reaction brought to you by Byers Auto that was not good, the first half defensively, uh, a lot of yardage. The scoreboard looked fine, 16 points. They got you know the turnover on the uh, drop snap by Shea Patterson. Robert Landers recovers, but you know that I think. Ohio State showed that they were missing Sean Wade, that um, the margin for error in the defensive secondary is not quite where it ideally would want to be yeah. for Ryan Day, for Jeff Halfley. Um, and that's going to be something that they've got to monitor there going next week. I don't think Minnesota or Wisconsin, whenever this posts, will know who the opponent is. Uh, I don't think that they really have the personnel to test the Ohio State secondary or slow, down, no. or slow down the pass rush. But today, and maybe against better teams, we'll have to find out what exactly is wrong with Sean Wade and how long he'll be out. He went through warm-ups. I thought so he was going to play. It yeah, looked like he was going to play. He looked fine, uh, and, and I would have thought that he was going to play after watching him. But um, So that's not it's not something that I would say after today, that it's a long-term that he missed Indianapolis. But it's a reminder that these guys, Damon Arnett, when he gets dinged up and he comes out uh, in the second half of this game, you know, Cam Brown is fine. Amir Reap made an interception late in the game to seal it. But these guys in the secondary, it's kind of dicey right now. Josh uh, Proctor still out. Proctor yeah. injured and Isaiah Pryor having transferred. If Jordan Fuller had got targeting, which there was no way that that was targeting, it, it gets a little iffy Listen, back there. I'm going to tell you, as I'm sitting here in, in the middle of third quarter shooting photos and I see 29 on the field for Ohio State, I was like, what in the world? Right. It, it, and it makes you kind of go do a double take like, well, maybe that depth is a lot shakier than we think, uh, even without – you know, you knew Sean Wade was going to be out, but I, I don't know that anybody could have envisioned how much they would have missed him on this defense. And then you see, again, at safety, who else is back there besides Fuller if Proctor's out? Yeah. Um, you know, Brendan White, I, I don't know why he didn't really get a, any looks today. but we'll... He was actually out there with the first-team defense during warm-ups, and I thought, okay. Spencer, uh, Spencer Holbrook pointed that out, and I said, well, that's an interesting look, but it never actually happened. Yeah. He's had a, a strange season. We spent the entire offseason talking about Brendan White. And we're still going to have a couple more yeah. opportunities to talk about it. The storm is blowing through the big house. That's uh, Berman Ice Q to get out of here. That's been 56 to 27 again, Ohio State. The dominance continues in the rivalry. Uh, Letterman Rose about to head up, pack back, uh, head to Columbus, get ready for Indianapolis next week to, as Ohio State traded to defend the Big Ten Championship after winning another set of gold pants. For Berm, I am Austin Ward. This has been Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. We'll see you back in Ohio.